worse in this room than anywhere else. Doing your radio right now. Do you know how to pop that coochie for a good one? There you go. It's the world's most dangerous morning show. Got the cameras on motherfuckers. What kind of show is this? My son listens to this show. With DJ Envy, the captain of this bitch. With Angela Yee, the only one who can keep these guys in check. Charlemagne the God. I'm a lovable asshole. And this is the Breakfast Club, bitches. Can somebody call ye? Good morning, USA. Well, hey, fam. Good morning. Good morning, Angela Yee. How you feeling? I'm great. It's Thursday. I see you just paid me the money you owe me finally, fam. I definitely paid you before we got on there. I said, let me pay Angela Yee before she says I owe money again. I've been asking Envy to pay me this money for weeks now. Well, a week. Not no, weeks. it's been more than that. I paid you your money back. Finally. Did I pay you the full thing? I wasn't sure. It's a little interest missing. But see, I wasn't sure, but... I'm just relieved, man. I, you got your money. Now I can finally take care of some things. Get out of here. <laughs> People just take for granted, think that... Oh! What? Now, why did you do this, Envy? what I do? So, you know on PayPal how you can just send money, family, and friends? I did send family and friends. What, services? Yeah, why? No, you didn't, because they charge a service fee. I don't like when people do that. I didn't do it on purpose. Why? Now they done took $14 out my money for your little service fee. Oh, well, it was a service. Why would you do that? You were my assistant. You purchased something for me. You were my assistant, wow. so. I, I lent on- you some money, and you took money out of the money I lent you for a service fee? I didn't do that on purpose, and I'm mad that. Send it, <laughs> send it back. Let me see if I can reverse that. Anyway. No, I'm not sending it back because I'm scared I'm not <laughs> going to get, get it, it back. back. <laughs> I'll just take it. My goodness. All just right. Just give me the $14, man. All right. You I don't know why would you do that. I that is so silly. I paid for your breakfast this morning. I didn't do it on purpose. I didn't see it. Well, good morning to you, Yee. Yeah, it was. Oh, well, today, uh, <laughs> last night the weather was disgusting in the uh, tri-state area in the, on the East Coast. I mean, the weather was horrible. Rain, trees falling, winds were like 100 miles an hour. I lost power for a couple of hours last night. I know it wasn't bad for you in Brooklyn, was it? Yeah, no, I was like, where do you live? No, I live out in Jersey. It wasn't bad at all. It was a little bit of rain, but... Yeah, it was, it was It was. a little rain. I, I love when it rains like this because you get to see if there's a problem with your house or anything because that's well, when you know. And if You'll there see, is, least, then you don't love it. Yeah, but at least you figure it out and you get to definitely figure that out. Well, mm. today on the show, Centoya Brown will be joining us. Yes, Free Centoya. She has a book that's coming out. Now, for somebody who does not know who Centoya Brown is and maybe heard the name, you want to explain briefly who she is, G? Um, She went to jail. She was sentenced to life in prison, ended up doing 15 years and got clemency, mm-hmm. and that was because she shot and killed a man who had picked her up uh, when she was forced into prostitution as a 16-year-old. Right. And she got charged as an adult, charged with murder, and was sent to prison, like I said, for life. And a lot of people were fighting for her to be free because she talks about her whole life, what brought her to that point right. where that happened. And she said she did it in self-defense. She felt like he was going to kill harm her. her or kill her. Correct. So we'll be kicking with her. We'll talk to her about her story and find out all about her and what she's doing now that she's out. All right? What up, Charlemagne? Peace to the planet. What's happening? All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, we are going to talk about, since you discussed the weather, let's discuss this storm that they say is intensifying into a bomb cyclone. Okay. All right. We'll get into that. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Here's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Yo. Getting some front page news. 
Now, in sports, the Yankees game yesterday was rained out, so they play tonight at 8 p.m. Houston leads the series 2-1. to one. And in NFL football, the Broncos take on the Kansas City Chiefs. What else you got, Yee? Uh, well, first of all, rest in peace to Democratic Congressman Elijah Cummings. He was 68 years old, and he passed yeah, uh, this morning hmm. at age 68. According to his office, he died of complications concerning long-standing health challenges. And he did serve as the chairman of the House Oversight and Reform Committee. He also represented Maryland's 7th con- Congressional District since 1996. 68 is very young, by the way. It when is you look very at the, young. When you look at the bigger scheme of things and you look at a lot of people like the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan and Cicely Tyson, like these people have been around for a very long time. 68 is very young, so rest in peace to Elijah Cummings. Mm-hmm. Yes. All right, now let's talk about this northeast storm that they say is intensifying into a bomb cyclone. So that's uh, taking place. They said power is being knocked out in the northeast. More than 320,000 customers in multiple states uh, without power this morning. They're saying if you're traveling, if you have to go anywhere near New England, just look for flight delays and cancellations Thursday and Friday. And they also said if you are traveling to LaGuardia, those flights are delayed. So, again, just check if you're flying. There's delays at Newark International Airport as well. All right. Now, let's discuss a woman who has to go to jail because she lied about her son's ethnicity on college applications. She got three weeks in jail. Marjorie Clapper. What did she say? She's 51 years old. She said her son was Hispanic and African-American. And that was to increase his chances of getting into a top college. So she got sentenced to three weeks. And she also worked with William Rick Singer, the Crooked College Prep Advisor. She paid $15,000 to up her son's ACT exam score in May. So she's part of that whole nationwide scandal. And she also said that her son was a first-generation student on applications, even though she and her husband both graduated from college. So a lot of different things going on here. Now, according to reports... And what was her son? You said, what was he? What, what is he, yeah. White. Oh, okay. And <laughs> they said that she pursued that scheme because her son is also learning disabled. So she wanted him to feel like a, quote, regular student. According oh, to her lawyers. Black? According to her lawyers, they said Mrs. Clapper's motives were maternal, but her execution misguided and illegal. So, yes. As you guys know, that's been an ongoing thing. Okay, and a man who pleaded guilty to cocaine possession in Oklahoma has withdrew his plea and his case got dismissed because that quote-unquote cocaine was really only powdered milk. I don't even understand why would he plead guilty to cocaine possession if it wasn't cocaine. He was sentenced to 15 years in prison just last week after he pleaded guilty to possession of cocaine with intent to distribute. But then they said what happened was he was riding his bike and an officer tried to stop him because he didn't have any rare lights. That's when he started pedaling faster, then jumped off his bike and ran. They found the white powder in his backpack and arrested him. But according to testing results, it really was just powdered milk. So he never said it was powdered milk? He said it was cocaine? He pleaded guilty. <laughs> how you plead guilty to what? the possession of cocaine if it's not cocaine? I, that's what I'm saying. I don't even understand how that happened. Because they do test the substance. Yeah, Once must, they test the substance and they find out that it's not cocaine, they can't even charge him with cocaine. So how can they charge him with something that he doesn't have? Well, yeah, once they got the lab reports back, that's when they realized that it wasn't cocaine. Was so he they dropped that's the charges. When, that's when he withdrew his plea, and yes, he's free now. Was he homeless, or was, was he mentally ill? Yeah. He said that the powdered milk came from a food pantry, so... I don't know what he was thinking. I don't know what they Sometimes told him. Sometimes in those situations, you could be so afraid. You could be so shook. You know, you think that you're in trouble. They're telling you that you're in trouble, that you might just say anything. Yes, that's You want to go home? Yes, that's mine or whatever, you know. Uh, might have just been in a state of shock. my powdered milk. 
Mm. All right. All right. Well, that's your front page news. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you're upset, you need to vent, hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad morning. You know, maybe the storm blew some trees over. Or maybe, maybe somebody owes you money and then sent it to you on PayPal and had money taken out of the money they were supposed to give you so it's not the full amount. Maybe. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Wake up, wake up, wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Tone. Tone, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Yo, what's good? Just want to send love to The Breakfast Club. I look to y'all. Hey, morning, Angela G. Charlamagne the God, you know. Peace. But also, I just want to get at the boy because I know it's the end of the week. Right. And I got nothing but love for y'all. And the Cowboys still took that L on Sunday to my boys, man. Oh, you a New York Jets fan? I'm a big Jets fan, baby. Big Jets fan. I'm going to tell you something. I'm going to tell you something. I would rather take one L to the Jets than be a goddamn Jets fan. Don't let them talk to you, you like gotta that. Deal, you got to deal with that, like that, bro. You one in four. It's all right. We no, it's not. We got our quarterback back, and you, you know the vibes, Charlamagne. You know the yeah, vibes. Yeah, the vibes is y'all will be one in five after this week. <laughs> Don't talk to me like that. Talk to me nice, man. Talk to me nice. Yes, talk to him nice. <laughs> All righty, man. Talk to me nice. Hello, who's this? This is Brian from Elizabeth, New Jersey, man. Brian, what's up? Get it off your chest. Hey, yo, it's a female in Raleigh, New Jersey, going around, sleeping with people and not letting no one know that she has herpes, man. You got it from her? I don't have it, nah. Nah, so, I don't have it, but... How do you it, know? People need to know. Excuse me? How do you know? How do I know? I have it in my text, but I was sleeping with it. You were sleeping you know, I went, with her? I went, I, yeah, I was sleeping with her. You got but herpes? You didn't tell me. You she just said you don't have herpes, she though. She didn't tell me nothing. So uh, how'd you find out? It's just herpes, bro. She told me. Nah, nah. Oh, she, she did me. tell. She so me. she is telling people. Yeah, she told me. Yeah. She told, no, no. She told me after after she slept with me. Oh, it's too beforehand. late. Maybe you know she just saying? found out. Nah, she been found out. You'll see you on my text, man. It's on my text and everything. She been doing Bro, it's just... It sound like she... She's trying to make it sound like it's because she's trying to protect herself. That's all it's it is. It's just herpes. I mean, it's not curable, but it's not life-threatening. When right? did you go to the doctor? Did you go to the doctor and check yourself out, bro? Yeah, 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 yeah. I got, I got checked out and everything, man, but I don't have it. You know what I'm saying? But I got to go back for um to get tested again. Listen, well, you well, yeah, listen, listen and people do need to, to tell you if they have an ST, STI. You, you get you some antiviral medications, you know what I'm saying? She don't even take, she don't, she don't, she don't even take a medication. That's the problem. What? Like, she don't even take a medication. How you know? you know what I'm saying? She told you she huh? don't take a medicine? I never I never seen her take a medicine. Well, you think it's, I, I don't know there. if you have to see her take you don't, it. You don't live with her, bro. But, <laughs> but you can prevent or shorten your, your your outbreaks, you know what I'm saying? You sure you went to the doctor? You know, holistic diet? It, yeah, but in Jersey, it's against the law. If you don't tell the person... Yeah, they definitely you know, have to tell you. Let me ask yeah, you this. Did you, did you stop sleeping with her after you found out? Yeah, I stopped sleeping with everything. You know I don't believe you. And not just that. I went and made a complaint about it. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Right. No, he takes his health very seriously, as you should. Yeah, but but it's her word against mine is what they're trying to say. You know? So, Who is so they? trying to really do nothing. The police. So took it to the prosecutor's office. The police, okay. Well, listen, I Are wanna, you snitching? Yeah. I want to salute to all. Our, I want to salute to all our <laughs> listeners out there with herpes. You know what I'm saying? Thank you, brother. More than half of our listeners have herpes. That's a fact. 
So drop one of the clues bombs for everybody out there with herpes. But you do have to tell somebody Absolutely. before you sleep with them. And that's what he should do. If he found out she has herpes and she is doing this, like she said, yeah, I will report it too. That's right. Go report it to a cop who probably got it his damn self, okay? <laughs> one in two police officers got it because one in two people got it, okay? 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? What they do, Breakfast Club? What's happening, Charlamagne? What's happening, DJ Envy? What's happening with y'all? Peace, King. Abney, what's going on, bro? Get it off your chest. Hey, man, tell me how you wake up 5 in the morning and your girl be going off on you because you ain't getting up in time. But is you waking up at 5 and she go back to sleep. Well, she you make do 10-hour, 12-hour days, bro. And then you come home, you got to clean your house, wash your dishes, deal with all this here. Then you finally get a break at 11 o'clock at night. And then be up back at 5 again. Your wife work, right? Huh? No, 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 no. That's why she making sure no. your ass get up to go to work so y'all can keep them lights on. <laughs> so what does your wife do, out, do throughout the day? Hey, I mean, you know, I ain't, I ain't taking no credit from a dog. She, she go to war at the crib, you know. She fight with the kids all day, you know. Mm-hmm. That's a job, bro. Yeah, that's a job and a half. Yeah, but 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 what I gotta do four time and then come home and clock in part time. Man, you should be happy you got an alarm clock in the name of your wife helping you to wake up in the morning. <laughs> hey, absolutely. Complaining hey, about nothing. Note, I won't, man. But on another note, man, hey, I appreciate y'all, man. I love y'all, man. Y'all keeping this thing rocking. And I heard Trick or Treat on y'all tail, bruh. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to hey, Trick or Treat, man. We'll pull over there. You, you, too fat. You, 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 don't, you, don't, you don't believe that. <laughs> hey, you know what, Charlotte, man? You're right, man. I've been bumping y'all for years, dog. Aha Radio. And it's the second time I got on with y'all, bro. There you go. I promise you. Thank you, brother. Hello, who's this? Good morning. My name is Koya. Koya, good morning. Get hey, off your chest, mama. Good morning, y'all. Um, I first just want to say that I love y'all at the Breakfast Club. I listen to y'all every morning. Y'all definitely are a big inspiration. Charlemagne, funny. I love you. You real. And I love that, all of y'all. Um, number two, I just want to shout out my hometown, 757. I love everybody here. And I want to shout out everybody that's out here working hard, going through any obstacles to get where they got to be, achieve their goals. It's hard out here. So I just want to spread love and positivity. Thank you, baby. Thank you so much, Mama. You're welcome. Y'all have a good one. You have a blessed day. Hello, who's this? Oh, this is Tony from Maryland. What's up, bro? Get it off your chest. Um, today's my birthday, and uh, just to let you guys know. Um, <laughs> Nobody said happy birthday. <laughs> you well, didn't ha- sound confident with happy that, Happy birthday. Say more confident, yo. So today's my birthday. Today's my birthday. Uh, happy birthday, brother. Thank you. <laughs> um, I just watched the um, the Democratic uh, debate. debate or whatever. Yep. And I'm not convinced by anybody. <laughs> okay, I, okay. I, can see, I can see why you feel that way. I think Trump is getting my vote, to be honest. Oh. Whoa. I'm not going to vote. So you're convinced by Trump? I'm not saying that I'm really convinced by Trump. I'm just more not convinced by any of those Democrats. So you think they all are worse than Trump? Tell me what you like about Donald Trump. Tell me what you like about him. Um, He doesn't... Oh, I, I was about to say he doesn't lie. But, what? Um, <laughs> that's not really true. Um, okay. Let me say that he doesn't really sugarcoat things or put things a little bit nicer than what these... Um, what, what, the other what, what that got to do with policies, though? You got to tell me some policies. Like, what What do you like about Donald Trump? You got to give me a reason why you would vote for Donald Trump. 
Yeah, I'm taking back my happy birthday he to you, He just said he doesn't sugarcoat his lies. <laughs> is, there, is there a particular policy you like? Um, is there some legislation he's passed that you like? I mean, I don't mind a person voting for their interests. I just need to know what it is. I think the whole prison reform thing he's he's um, trying to do is pretty good. Okay. Um, um, his stance on uh, foreign policy is a little shaky, but... <laughs> little. Yeah, it's, a lot be- it's a lot better um, than... I, think, I don't. Um, I, I don't think. I don't think you've thought this through, brother. Yeah, I don't. I, be, I understand what you're saying on the prison reform thing, but I don't think you've thought this through all the way. Um, I kind of did. Um, kind of. Early for me in the morning. I, I literally just woke up right now. Enjoy your birthday, you. bro. Just enjoy your birthday, man. Yeah, enjoy your birthday while you still have them, because uh, with Trump in the White House, I don't know how many you got left. <laughs> it is not that serious. It uh, is. All right, black it man. definitely is. I'm trying <laughs> to tell you. How you know he black? You black, brother? Uh, yes, I am. I'm Nigerian. Ooh. Yeah, he don't like it's you. Damn, he definitely don't like you. Black. It's a damn shame. You know why you can't recognize your own people? Because oh not one gosh. of us, you Dominican. Nah, because he said he was voting for Trump, so I just assumed that he was that a, that's a terrible assumption. Uh, I know. <laughs> like, that's I mean, a horrible the assumption. The fact that, that, that Trump wouldn't let black people rent out his, uh, his, his his buildings and rent out his apartments at times, I would just assume that a black person would be like, there's no way in hell I'm voting for well, Trump. you have not seen these black conservatives. You're right. <laughs> But you have a good a good one, my Nigerian brother. <laughs> Thank you. All right. That's yeah. actually one of the Nigerians that jumped Jesse Smollett. He had the MAGA hat on. That's, what that, <laughs> that's who that was. That's who that was. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. Yee, we got rumors on the way? Yes. They have some more information on Errol Spencer Jr., what happened to him with that accident where he crashed his Ferrari. We'll tell you what police are saying. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk the game. It's time, time, time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. All right. Well, the game, he's doing his last studio album, and it's supposed to come out next month. He did a post about it. He said, hood morning, no typo, to my day one fans and those waiting on the album. I know I've been quiet, but I've been grinding, tightening up the album for a November release. In the process, I started Prolific Records, and I will drop my last studio album, Born to Rap, on this imprint. I'm not mad at that. Game can rap his ass off. Game puts out good projects. So he shouted out his real fans, and he said, get the merch before the album drop next month, and you can click the link in his bio if you want to get that. So it's last studio album, that's what he's saying? Yeah, he also mm-hmm. said it's the last album. Uh, he said this previously. He said, you know what, man, 10 albums is good. No other rapper outside of Drake has more number one albums than me. We tied at nine, but my album comes out. Hopefully he don't throw no ish out before me. That's not true, though. Jay-Z has, what, 13, number 14 number one albums? I'm not sure. I, that's a fact. I'm telling you. Jay-Z has, like, 13, 14 number one albums. It's got more than Elvis. All right, now let's talk about boxer Patrick Day. He passed away yesterday. Sad story. So our condolences to his family and friends. He was only 27 years old. He was knocked down three times, and um, he was knocked down once in the fourth round, and then eighth round, and finally in the tenth round. They said that last knockdown was very brutal. His head bounced off the canvas. Mm. The ref immediately stopped the fight. He did suffer a seizure after the fight. Then he fell into a coma, and then he underwent emergency brain surgery, and he fought for days. But ultimately, he <clears throat> did pass away because of the traumatic brain injury that he suffered. Hey. 
During the fight, he was pronounced dead yesterday, surrounded by close friends, family, and members yeah. of his boxing team. Listen, man, football and boxing is a blood sport. And, you know, whether you realize it or not, every time those guys get on that field or every time them guys get in that ring, there is a chance that they could suffer life-threatening injuries. There's a chance that they could be killed. Now, Patrick Day's promoter, Lou DiBella, issued a statement. And, uh, you know, he said he didn't have to box. He chose to box. He didn't need to. He came from a good family. He was smart, educated, had good values, and had mm. other avenues available to him to earn a living. He chose to box knowing the inherent risk that every fighter faces when he or she walks into a boxing ring. Boxing mm. is what Pat loved to do. It's how he inspired people, and it was something that made him feel alive. It becomes very difficult to explain away or justify the dangers of boxing at a time like this. This is not that time. He said, it is, however, a time for a call to action. While we don't have the answers, we certainly know many of the questions have the means to answer them and have the opportunity to respond responsibly and accordingly and make boxing safer for all who participate. Yeah, God bless that brother. Boxing is one of those things, like, you know the risk when you get in the ring, but you don't hope that that outcome happens. You know what I'm saying? You just know that it's a possibility. And sadly, this is just another harsh reminder. It is. That that, that, that is one of the one of the risks you take when but you even get in with, that ring. Even with boxing, like, you know, They've been talking about it for a long time, but how, how do you make boxing safer? You can't. You know what I mean? You don't. Did you go tell boxers to pull their punches? Or with, with you know, headgear? I mean, headgear. Who wants to see that with headgear on? Like, All right. No. Now, since we're on the topic of boxing, Errol Spence Jr., we told you about this car crash he had mm -hmm. when he crashed his Ferrari in Texas last week in Dallas. And Dallas police have now charged him with the DWI. They said that he was drunk. Mm. When he crashed his Ferrari, his car went over the median and flipped multiple times. He wasn't wearing a seatbelt, mm. and he was thrown from the vehicle. He did break some teeth. He had other injuries to his face. He was in intensive care, but he's out of the hospital now. They said the car was speeding, but they didn't say how fast it was going, and they won't investigate that. They said it was a single-car accident with no other criminal charges. Glad to hear that, uh, but time to tighten up, Earl. Don't waste your career away partying hard. You almost lost your life. You know what I'm saying? Because you you, you you driving and driving drunk and you're, you're having a great time. Like, come on, you're supposed to be one of the best out there. It's a lot of other good, it's a lot of good fights we want to see on deck with you. Manny Pacquiao, Terrence Crawford. But we want to see you live regardless. We so. definitely want to see you live. See you live. But, but don't waste your life away. And we don't want good. you to kill anybody else. Right. So just be careful yeah, out there. Don't, don't get caught up in the hype of being Earl Spence that you out in these streets partying and, you know, mm -hmm. driving right. drunk. Now, Megan Kelly has said that former Today host Matt Lauer um, is a sexual predator and she wants an urgent independent investigation into the rape and sexual harassment allegations against him and she also wants to investigate whether NBC tried to cover them up as well so that's what she wants to happen after seeing that whole uh, we've been watching all the reactions to the catch and kill book that Ronan Farrow wrote and they said that NBC killed his expose on Harvey Weinstein because he knew that Matt Lauer had skeletons in his closet also. So she wants all of those claims investigated. All right. Now, Ann Curry, according to reports, could also destroy her former co-host, Matt Lauer, if she actually talks about everything that she knows. She worked with him from 1997 to 2012. And she has not revealed the extent of allegations against him. She has maintained a dignified silence, but they said she knows more than most about the man Matt really is. And when she finally speaks out, that's it. So according to the new book by Ronan Farrow, Ann Curry insisted that the complaints about Matt Lauer's treatment of women were well known during the time that she worked. She said she went to higher-ups after one colleague revealed to her that Matt Lauer exposed himself to her. She didn't say who the accuser was, but she said that they did have a problem with him. And she said, I told them that they had a problem in him, that he had a problem with women, that they had to keep an eye on him. And I guess they didn't do anything. Also, they're saying that Matt Lauer's ex-wife, Annette Roque, was reportedly in hell 
during her marriage to him. She's a model, and she was a NBC star. And uh, well, no, she's a model, and he, of course, you know, from the Today Show, they said she faced challenges from the beginnings of their 20 year marriage, and he denied everything. She believed his denials. That's what she chose to do. She stuck by him, and she stayed for the kids. But the, during the final five years of the marriage, they said she had been through hell. And she wanted out of the marriage for a long time. So they finally did get a divorce. Their divorce was finalized last month. So that's what you have. All All right. right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Rumor Report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, up next is front page news. What are we talking about? Well, we are going to talk about Donald Trump. According to Democrats, they're saying Donald Trump had a meltdown at the White House. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. I even went and bought a diamond rings. Mention it rings. Everything was so cool. All right, morning everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Shout to JD Kiss, man. JD Kiss got a record that's coming out tomorrow. It's called Me. Oh, that's what you've been listening to. Yeah, I got okay. it early, so we're gonna get that on this morning in the mix. Hard. All right, let's get some front page news. Now, um, in baseball, Houston Astros, New York Yankees, they played tonight at 8 p.m. Yesterday, the game was rained out. And in Thursday night football, the Denver Broncos take on the Kansas City Chiefs. What else are we talking about, Yeezy? Well, let's talk about this, quote, meltdown that happened at the White House. Now, Democrats are saying Donald Trump had a meltdown. They were actually meeting Democratic leaders at the White House for a meeting on Syria. And uh, they were opposing the Trump administration's troop withdrawal. They did overwhelmingly pass a bipartisan vote on a resolution that opposed that. So, according to reports, uh, they are saying that Donald Trump was just speaking very nastily to Nancy Pelosi, the House Speaker. Here's what Chuck Schumer had to say. He was insulting, particularly to the Speaker. She kept her cool completely. But he called her a third-rate politician. He said that... There are communists involved, and you guys might like that. I mean, this was not a dialogue. It was sort of a diatribe, a nasty diatribe, not focused on the facts of how to curtail ISIS. All right, now here is Nancy Pelosi speaking on what she says was a meltdown by Donald Trump. What witnessed on the part of the president was a meltdown. I think that vote, the size of the vote, more than two to one of the Republicans voted to oppose what the president did probably got to the president uh, because he was shaken up by it. Right. So according to White House Press Secretary Stephanie Grisham, she says the meeting, she had a whole different view. She said that Trump was measured and decisive and Nancy Pelosi had no intention of listening. She said the president was measured, factual and decisive, while Speaker Pelosi's decision to walk out was baffling, but no, not surprising. She had no intention of listening or contributing to an important meeting on national security issues. In addition, of course, what do you think Donald Trump did? He sent out tweets. Of course. All right. He posted a picture. <laughs> of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer. He said the do-nothing Democrats, Pelosi and Schumer, stormed out of the cabinet room. Then a few minutes later, he posted a picture of Nancy Pelosi standing up, pointing at Donald Trump. And he says that is nervous Nancy's unhinged meltdown. And then his last tweet was a photo that showed two empty seats designated for Nancy Pelosi and Schumer. And he said the do-nothing Democrats, Pelosi and Schumer, stormed out of the cabinet room. No, that's how an old woman points at you and you're in trouble. You know what I'm saying? That when you've been acting up, okay, when you need to be disciplined. All right. Now, let's talk about Chicago. Teachers are striking. 
in Chicago. Definitely and don't need that. They're trying to figure out a way to make sure that doesn't happen. It's supposed to start today. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll know soon enough. But the city has canceled classes in Chicago. They confirmed that their members would not return to classrooms after months of negotiation between the union and Chicago public schools failed to resolve disputes. And those disputes are, of course, over pay and benefits, class size, and teacher preparation time. So right now, if you are in Chicago, breakfast and lunch will be served at school, but all after-school activities and school buses are suspended Mm -hmm. in the district that serves more than 300,000 students. All right. Now, we talked about this earlier. A man was sentenced to 15 years for cocaine possession in Oklahoma. Turns out it wasn't cocaine. It was just powdered milk. So he did plead guilty at first, and then he withdrew his guilty plea, and that case was dismissed after they tested it and found out it was only powdered milk. He was sentenced to 15 years in prison originally last week, but now he's free. Okay. And that is Cody Gregg. He was released um, on Friday. He was in jail since August, by the way. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your Front Page News. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Centoya Brown will be joining us. Mm-hmm. Now, for people who are not, maybe not familiar with Centoya Brown, Yee, you want to give them a little Well, she has a book called she Free mm-hmm. Centoya. She was granted clemency, right. and at the age of 16, she was sentenced to life in prison for murdering a man who she said she was defending herself against. He had picked her up for prostitution, took her to his home, took... Yeah, took her to his home, and she felt like her life was in danger. Mm-hmm. So her whole book explains all of this. It talks about her past, how she even got to that point where she was uh, uh, had a pimp, and she was being prostituted at the age of 16. We're right. about to talk to her about all that, man, and there's nothing I love more than a, a good testimony of God's amazing power, and boy, she got a strong one. That's right, and we'll talk to her when we come back, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Checking out the world's most dangerous morning show. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Centoya Brown, welcome. Thank you. Good you morning. Doing? Long. Enjoy my long. <laughs> First of all, how how are you? And when I say how are you, I mean like how are you? How is your emotional spirit, your mental health? How are you? I'm good. I feel really blessed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is all new, coming to a new city, traveling, doing this, but it's just a blessing. I keep reminding myself, you know, what the opportunity is. And, you know, I just feel called to do it. It was hard for me in reading this book is you in court not being able to express yourself and tell your story. You yeah. know, just knowing that you have to rehearse these answers, just give yes or no mm-hmm. answers and not explain how you got to where you got to that you ended up in court in a situation where you were being charged with murder. Yeah. And so it's great to be able to read this and see all the events that led up to it because people look at a story like that, they see you in court, just like the jury might see you in court and say, this woman killed someone and therefore equals she's a bad person without understanding the events that really transpired. So let's talk about that a little bit now, mm-hmm. just for people who might not be as familiar with the with the story of how everything happened. Yeah, so I got involved with the juvenile justice system when I was 12, um, got locked up in state custody, and I started running from facilities. I started staying on the streets in Nashville. And so, naturally, if you're in a situation you don't know how to handle it, you make a lot of bad decisions. Right. I ended up with a man that, at the time, I believed was my boyfriend, Mm -hmm. Um, but he wasn't. And you were how old? I was 16 years old at that time. Mm. So now I come to know that my experience is sex trafficking. Mm-hmm. You know, but at that time, I just felt like I was playing my role in a relationship. Mm. So a man, he was 43 years old, had picked me up for sex, made me feel uncomfortable, just wanted to leave. 
didn't feel that I was safe to do so, and I shot him. And, you know, I was arrested, and the detectives, you know, they talked to me like, just let us know what happened. Was he trying to rape you? Did you feel uncomfortable? Did he threaten you? Like, what was the deal? And in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I was just defending myself. So. Right. They'll understand that. Yeah. And so he was like, if you talk to us, it'll be the difference between nine years and 99 years. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, I'll talk to you. I didn't yeah. think I did anything wrong. Yeah. And no lawyer. No lawyer, no parent. None of they that. They could do that at 16? Well, see, I did say that I was 19, and then they figured out that I was 16. But even once they found out that I was 16, they didn't offer to call my parents. They didn't offer any of that. Is that legal? So. Of <laughs> course it's not. Well, that, that's what makes me feel like that it, it should have been dropped or that, that testimony and, shouldn't have been able to be used. Right? And we filed that because another thing that they had said, you know, there's another thing in your Miranda rights. If they offer you promises of leniency, they can't do that. Mm -hmm. Correct. And so, of course, they ask you that outside of the room where there's the camera. So we sat at the table and he was saying, you know, the nine years versus 99 years. And whenever we got into the room, he said, no promises have been made. And I was like, hold up. It's not what you said a second yeah, ago. Yeah, it's not what you said. And even though that was on tape that I said it, obviously it alludes to some kind of conversation where there were promises being made. The judge still felt that the confession should still be allowed in, wow. that it wasn't coerced. Where did the botched robbery story come from? They were trying to say it was a, a robbery. Because whenever I had left, mm -hmm. you know, I took guns from his house. I wasn't trying to go back to be with another man. I just wanted to go back to the hotel and just rest. Mm -hmm. Couldn't go back with, with nothing. Right, no money, you know, you had a... Oh, yeah, because you had a pimp. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, yeah, quote, yeah, your yeah, boyfriend, yeah. so you thought. Yeah, at that time, I just thought, I can't go back because that's right. going to be pissed. Can yeah. we talk about how you met him? We had uh, Tony Rivera here last week. Mm -hmm. And she was talking about, you know, she was a victim of sex trafficking and she tries to save women. And it's very scary. She was saying that it's shopping season now, and this is the time where men are actually looking for these young girls. So what did you see in him that made you trust him, and, and how did that happen? I mean, I think it can happen at any time. It can happen to anyone. There was something within me where I was constantly seeking acceptance. I wanted to be desired, and it was that desperation. My whole self-image was based on how others viewed me, mm -hmm. how men, you know, were attracted to me. And... Like, that's, that's dangerous. Because people will say, oh, well, she didn't have to stay. And this is what people who have never been in a situation like that or don't know anybody or don't know the story or aren't educated will say, okay, you know, she chose to be there. But what they don't understand is, there, like you said, a lot of things, even in your childhood, you talk about not feeling accepted, not feeling like you fit in, finding out that you were adopted. You know, I'm sure all of those things played a role in you just feeling like not worthy. Right, and I think... Number one, you can't fight someone else's inner battles, mm -hmm. right. you know, and you can't say like what it's like. I used to be the person where it was like, oh, no, ain't no man going to ever put his hands on me. Right. Like I would leave. I would do this. I wouldn't stay. But there's so much into it, like psychologically. And, you know, there's a real thing. It's, it's called a trauma bond. Mm -hmm. You know, that's what happens when you're in abusive situations and you're always thinking, well, I must have done something, but it's going to get better. And. And it's okay. This is normal. We're just having problems. This is just natural. Um, it's not. But these are just the lies that you tell yourself. They're the lies that you're told, the lies that you take in from around you. And it's just not the truth. What was your childhood like prior to meeting that guy? So at home, I had a good home. I had Father and mother? Mm -hmm. So father. I was adopted. My father, he was in the military. He was retired from the military. He started driving trucks. A lot of discipline. Mm -hmm. Very strict. You know, so. so he was too strict, so you wanted to have a little bit more fun, basically. 
Right. My yeah. mother, like, yeah, well, that's church every, it. It was, it was yeah. church every Sunday, every Wednesday, every time I get in trouble, what's going on, like, trying to take me to counseling, and I wasn't with that. You know, Very I wanted, intelligent, though. Yeah. You were in special program. Yeah, so I was in um, the program for academically superior students. I got kicked out because of my attitude. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, I had some behavioral issues. Mm-hmm. And instead of actually trying to figure that out, trying to work with my mother, who would come up to the school every time they called her up and think, well, what is it that I can be doing? Like, and they had no answers. Just just take her home. She's suspended. Wow. Or we're going to send her to alternative school. So it was just easier for them to push me aside to get rid of me than actually invest the time trying to figure out what can we do to help you? Like, how can we help you to grow? Why do you At think you started you... acting out? You think it was because you knew you were adopted? or like, what, what made you start acting out? Yeah, I think there was a seed that was planted whenever I found out. I wrote about in the book, you know, how when I started school and, you know, kids had asked, why are you, like, why are you not the same color as your parents? And like that there, it's like this lens was put on me. I kept seeing myself as different from other people. Mm-hmm. I didn't fit in. I was outcast. And, you know, after a while, I just, I stopped wanting to fit in. I stopped caring because I found other people where, like, they didn't care. All right, we got more with Santoya Brown Long. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. We pop out at your because they do that job for me while I hop on the plane. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still talking with Santoya Brown along. Yee. What would you say about how the police handled the situation afterward? Because it seems like once they found out that you were only 16 years old, mm-hmm. right? You think police have to be trained differently when they have to deal with women who clearly are victims of sex trafficking. Yeah. What's interesting for me is that, you know, they actually had cut. They questioned him. They had all his information. And he told on you and told yeah. you. And, boy, I was defending him. Oh, no, he wasn't. He didn't do that. You're lying. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, because that's what he told me. Like, if they ever tell you something like that, it's a lie. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, they never arrested him. Even after finding out, after, you know, I testified at the transfer hearing about the truth, about everything that happened, mm-hmm. they still, they never arrested him. But, I mean, it should have been enough the minute you found out I was 16 and you found me naked in the room with this man. Like, you threatened to shoot me because I was trying to get my clothes when the, you burst into the room. The police did? The cops. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. So, like, why was that a problem? And then here he is, 15 years later, the detective in my case, and he comes to the hearing saying, she wasn't trafficked. She she wanted to do what she was doing. And, like, that's the mindset that, like, you know, we're up against. Right. Like, you don't understand. Like, there's no such thing as a teenage prostitute, period. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Because I'm wondering, when you got caught up in the human trafficking ring, when did you realize you were being taken advantage of and what was happening was wrong? Or did you not realize that until you was in jail? I didn't realize that until I was well into my 20s, until I was an adult. And so I didn't think that I was a victim. I didn't think that I was exploited. People were telling me this, and I was like, no, no, it wasn't that. You don't understand. Like, I, I knew what I was doing. When, when did you realize you were going to have to sit in jail for a long time and you needed help? When, when, when did that finally come together? Be like, no, this is not some short term, and Kurt doesn't have my back. When, when did that come to your mind? So I remember there was a woman that worked in the the detention center and it was Fakisha. And, you know, she sat down with me. They're still trying to talk to me, which I had talked to them about everything that happened, but they wanted me to testify about it in court. And I was like, I'm not doing that. And they were like, listen, this man doesn't care about you the way you think he does. Like, he's already made a testimony against you. I'm like, that's not true. You're lying. Like, they actually showed me the police report. I thought it was fake. Thought it was doctor. Yeah, and I called him. I was like, let me call him. And, of course, he said, man, they're lying. And I believed him. It was, It took for her to sit down and say, like, you're facing life. 
You do understand that, right? What do you think he's out there doing? You know, as, as a father, I'm so intrigued by the childhood you before this situation happened. So mm-hmm. what, what do you think the childhood you needed not to fall victim to a guy like her? Everybody thinks, like, they always point the finger at the parents. I'm not a parent, but I'm sure that you would know, like, there's only so much that you have control over. You can have control over when they're in your home, but when they're not at your home, when they're at school, when they're with their friends, you don't know what they're learning. You don't know what they're yeah. what they're going through. You don't know what's happening. Don't with remind them like me. That. My anxiety will start kicking in. I start breathing <laughs> crazy. When you started running the streets, what were your parents doing? Like, were they like active and trying to get you out of the streets? Like, I mean, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, there's some. Let me tell you something. Like, when you run from DCS and things like that, they don't look for you. Nobody was looking for me when my mother was, like, I would call my mother from time to time. I would block them, and she would beg me. Like, you know, it still breaks my heart, like, when I can hear her, like, in my head, like, begging me to come home. You think you were traumatized before you, you went to jail? Yeah, but, like, I wasn't really, like, processing what was going on. Yeah. Because everything was just back to back to back to back. So you kind of just hold that in, you hold that in, you hold that in. And, you know, I didn't have time to... To deal with the trauma. I didn't have time to process what was happening. And, you know, that took place, of course, when I was in the cell. But, and it was how though? Because, like, jail, prison adds more trauma to the trauma you already had before yeah. you got there. So, how do you dig deep to deal with that? I was in solitary confinement. Oh, my so, God. For yeah. how long? Uh, for two years. What? Yeah. The f? I was only on solitary confinement because I was a juvenile, just because I was a kid. They didn't want you in general population. Right, right. And so you put me on something that you use to punish adults. They thought they were helping you. Right. No, I didn't think they helped me. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) But so whenever I got out and I was around people, it was was weird. It was different. Like, I had to learn how to carry on conversations with people because I didn't have that stimulation. I didn't have that interaction. And, you know, coming back into that, I didn't react well. I didn't I didn't know how to deal with people. So I ended up getting into a fight with one of the girls at the prison when I first got there. And I went back on solitary confinement. Jeez. Now, when you were locked up, were you aware of the social media campaign that set you free? Well, I found out about it because, you know, there's still people from the outside who work in the prisons. Mm-hmm. And it was one of the prison guards that had said something about it. Did they treat you and different after? Yeah. Some not for the good. Mm-hmm. Like, but, yeah, it was. I was treated different after. But it, it just, it was just amazing. Not not because of the celebrity element. Like, it was just all the people across the world who were speaking, people from all different walks of the world who were coming together saying, you know, I don't know what to do, but I don't think this is right and I want to do something. And And to finally hear your story. Yeah. You know, it's interesting, social media had more of an impact than the documentary did. Because I remember when it, it first started happening on social media, people was thinking it was a new case. And I'm like, nah, this happened in like 06. There's a whole doc about it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that is, you know, I think the biggest impact, the biggest um, influence was God. And, of course. Yeah, always. Whenever Absolutely. God's ready for things to be brought to the surface, like that's when it happened. Absolutely. And, and was, so I think it was all in his timing. And it was hard for you to believe in God at first. Oh, yeah. It wasn't until I discovered how to have a relationship with Jesus. It wasn't until I started learning more about him. You hear so much and it just kind of turns you off. When you actually can open the book and learn for yourself, like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, like, Jesus didn't say that I'm not worthy because of what I've done. Mm-hmm. That's not what he's saying at all. So, like, once I learned about him, once I started to have a relationship with him, once I started to get in his face, like, that's when things started turning around. All right, we got more with Centoya Brown Long. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. 
We're still kicking it with Centoya Brown. Now, your husband's here, so how did, how did you guys meet? So, my husband, Jamie. you blushing. That's good. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> he does that to me. There you go. Um, So, he wrote me, you know, while I was in prison, and... I'm sure you got a ton of letters, so what made you look at that letter and read that Yes, letter? so it was crazy. Like, I wasn't writing anybody back. I did get a lot of, lot of letters, but, mm -hmm. you know, my attorneys had said that, you know, don't be writing back because you, mm -hmm. people were putting stuff on the internet at that time and it was like anything could be held against you so you want to be very careful how your words can be misconstrued right and so i wasn't writing people back but there was something about his letter he had burnt the edges of it i was like this is really neat and then of course he's he looks really good <laughs> so you know i wrote him back and i remember just feeling like just amazed at like this man you got to think about the men that I had known before mm -hmm. by him telling me a lot of the experiences that he had and he rose above that mm -hmm. you know he started his own record label mm -hmm. independent artist um, became successful by the time he was 24 coming from nothing and whenever he was talking about all these accomplishments he cast it back on God okay. wow. he said it was because you know I know that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me and there was something about when he said that to me it was like wow what's his name? His name is Jamie. Jamie, Jamie King, get on the mic. I'm going to ask you a question, King. <laughs> what made you want to write her? What moved you to write her? Well, honestly, I was minding my business. Mm -hmm. uh, in, in, uh, had, like, we had a little studio. Now I had this TV in this room, and I usually watch YouTube, Netflix, or whatever. You know what I'm saying? So the YouTube app was up, and I'm usually watching sports and stuff like that on YouTube. But some, for, for some reason, for three days, her face was on the recommendations. And uh, I just clicked it. I ended up watching it an hour later. And I was just like, wow. As I'm walking out the room, I felt God tell me, stop and write her. Wow. And what I wrote in the letter, I told her, basically, I said, God told me to tell you that you're getting out of prison. Tell me about what you wrote at the bottom. I put the hashtag Free Centoria Brown 2017 before there was in a hashtag. In January. That so, hashtag didn't happen until November. Wow. Yeah. Mm. I sent it. I wasn't looking for a reply back. It was what it was. We started writing. I want to say four, we were writing for four months, and then I went to go visit her. When I walked in to see her, I knew right then she was my wife. And what gets mixed and screw, screwed a lot on the um, on the internet is that people think that we met right when she got right out. when she, she got out. Yeah. Right, dude, we almost three years in with this thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I bought my wife's <laughs> wedding ring two years ago when she was still in prison. When she was still in prison, and we didn't know if she was getting out. Centoya, what made you trust him? You know, he had just, like, there's just something about him. Number one, I I had got rid of my trust issues, mm -hmm. like with men. Mm -hmm. I had to decide a long time ago I wasn't going to continue to allow Cut to run my life from the grave just because he was, you know, who he was and just because certain men had done me the way they had. That's, that's and forget not... that what made me trust you. Uh, so I'm that's out. Not... I'm free. <laughs> I'm living life. You feel me? He's like, straight up. Like, I'm good. But that's how I know it was God. You feel me? You feel me? She was locked up. You could have been out here connected with any woman. Well, that's the thing, bro. Like, I was married before. Yeah. And I married the wrong woman. And I man, I wasn't doing that no more, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, look, I'm, I'm young. I was like, I'm just going to live my life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like... I'm not doing this married thing no more. But it's just like Especially my for a woman in prison. But see, that's the yeah. thing though. This is why you gotta know there's power in the tongue. When you when people read a book, you're gonna see she made a covenant with God when she said, God, if you let me out this prison, I'll tell the world about you. He answered a prayer, but it was fifteen years later. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? Don't matter. He come and, on he come, he always comes on time. He's on time. Yeah, he and I see I said the same thing. I said, Lord, you know what? I'm sick and tired of running around out here. You know what I'm saying? I wanna settle down, I wanna start a family, and I wanna really live for you and please you. He said, all right, 
I'm gonna hold you to that. Oof. The way we had to to communicate is unique in itself. It's yeah. a story in itself. What's the community? What was that? Let me tell you something. The phones come on at six o'clock in the morning to nine o'clock at night. I gotta wait to six in the morning to hear from her again. I don't know what's going on in that prison. Wow. Because when I would go visit her, I know how they treated me. Oh, and sometimes the phones would get cut off. The phones get like cut off. I don't hear from her for days. But how did they treat you when you went in there to visit? Oh man, they treat you like, brother. I mean, one time, I, see, I went to see her the first time. After I went to see her the first time, it was easy breezy. And then I came back to surprise her on my birthday. And when I got there, I was met by probably like twenty cops, uh, something like that. And I was like, okay, this is unusual. They were doing a shakedown. They were doing a shakedown. I knew nothing <laughs> about them. Next thing I know. They got me in a cage, running the dog around me. They say, we found weed in your car. I'm like, no, you didn't. Because I don't smoke. I don't drink. I don't get down like that. And they were like, well, you ain't going to be able to see again. And I'm like, well, what's up with that? And they said, well, maybe we'll let you come back in a year. Mm, So I seen her one time, came back to see her the second time. I wouldn't see my wife again for almost two years. And they suspended him because his cousin had drove him up there. His cousin had a bottle, uh, was it? Crown, An unopened bottle, unopened of, crown, bottle yeah. of crown in the glove compartment yeah, so. in his cu- in his cousin's car. Now that's not even like routine. Yeah, if it's Never, unopened, what's the problem? Right, and it's, I mean, it's not like he's trying to bring it in the prison. It's yeah. it's, it's I, a I, bottle. I, but honestly, I felt like it it all made sense because, like I say, you asked the question, "How did she uh, learn to trust me?" Mm-hmm. Well, that was the test right there. I thought it was. Is gone he going to disappear? Right. No, mm-hmm. I stayed ten you toes see down. For a year and you still yeah. stayed. I couldn't right see her for two years, brother. You know what's so powerful about this story, man? When you say you got to trust in God and you pray for something, and you know He showed it to you, and you like, it may not be, it may not be the way you thought you was gonna get it. You're mm-hmm. like, I prayed for a woman, but mm-hmm. this woman's in prison. But you know this your wife. But you got to trust in God anyway. Man, I, I look at it like He just hid away from me to, so I can get myself together. Yeah. Ooh, feel me? I'm glad you had a chance to clear that up because I did see your ex-wife saying things very well, negative. You know, I think that was very, and this is my first time speaking on this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it was very selfish. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if she's trying to 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 reinvent her career. I don't know what she's trying to do. But I, she's a singer? Well, Pam from Total. Total. You know, I've been divorced from Pam, what, almost four or five years now, man. I don't know. And, and, and man, we didn't even... Hang out. I didn't see it that much when we were married. You yeah, know I think what I'm saying? It was, it was finalized 2014. 2014, something like that. It so doesn't you, even, it doesn't even matter. You. What did she yeah. say? What did she, I, I, mean, didn't, I didn't hear what she said. Yeah, I wasn't sure. She warned warned me. Yeah. About me. On social media. Yeah. And made it seem like you were doing this for attention. Well, and- first of all, what what do I have for sale? We are very financially stable. Um, I've heard that because my wife has a book deal. Mm-hmm. And I'll get this straight. With or without a book deal, my wife is going to be straight. Because right. we straight. What was your and first day home like? Oh, it was incredible. It was amazing. <laughs> like, he had us a house ready. Had a closet full of clothes that he had picked out. Thank God he's got good taste, because I don't. What was your first and, meal? Man, she ate ravioli. <laughs> ravioli? Brother. It, 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 I said, man, you can have whatever you, you want. Steak, whatever you want to do. Like, I'm going to get a can of ravioli. <laughs> Where you get it's all this money noodles. from, brother? Man, I you own, don't mind me asking. I own a, a home health business back in Texas, man, and it was investment that I made it. Paid home health? Me, home health business. Wow. And it paid off really well for me. So yeah. we 10 years, 11 years in, and it's growing. What does home health do? I don't... Well, see, I do diabetic shoes, uh, hospital beds. We do all kinds of stuff. Man. And so, the nurses, yeah. they... Yeah, we, we got all that. So, you know, we good. Smart. Uh, Smart. Smart. Mm-hmm. Other than God, how did you get to a place of healing? Did you go to therapy? Like, what What was it? Tim McGee. Yeah. 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 Who? Yeah. Pa- Pastor Tim McGee. Okay. He, he dealt with her. He dealt mm-hmm. with me. He dealt with us. How did that impact you when you're trying to deal with 
the fact that you killed Cut. I didn't kill Cut. She didn't kill Cut. Didn't kill oh. Cut. Cut was the pimp. No. Who's the pimp? Who the, whoever so the, guy, the, guy, the, guy, the guy that got killed. I don't want to say whatever Somebody the guy. killed Cut. I didn't do it. Yeah. Right. Um, it really, like, messed with me for a long time because, you know, I'm looking in the, in the court. I know, like, what I felt that night. And, you know, on the statute on self-defense, it's based on what you feel. Mm -hmm. But you have everybody who's telling you this is not the truth. And so I spent so much time, years, thinking about it. Thinking, what could I, I have done differently? Yeah. Did you ever speak to the family at all? I haven't. I haven't spoken to them. I know, you know, there were court hearings that they had showed up on. Mm -hmm. um, but I haven't I haven't spoken I to them. I saw you say you would. What'd you, what would you yeah. say to them? I mean, I don't know. I guess it just depends on, like, what they would ask. You know, if, mm -hmm. they, if they felt that that would be helpful to them. You know, they, they didn't do anything. Mm -hmm. Like, what happened between me and him, that had nothing to do with them. Right. But, you know, they're still suffering. Why did you feel the need to apologize to the family? Because, like I said, like, it wasn't, like, they didn't have anything to do with that. Are you He's prepared for them not to accept your apology? Yeah. Like, I'm prepared for that because, again, like, I can't tell them, right. like, you what have their to process. Right. They may feel that, you know, it's best for they never want to see me. They never want to talk to me. Like, that's that's their decision. I would never push that on them. Right. Well, definitely pick up this book. Yes, and and yes. man, this book. man you can't put it I, down. I promise yeah, you, you'll man. cry while you're reading it. It'll make you realize a lot of things, make you take a different look at, like we said, mm -hmm. education system, prison system. Uh, and, you know, thank God you did have some angels along the way. Oh, yeah. I can that feel it. I feel like I feel God when I see y'all because all of those things that happen, like, things don't happen for no reason. Mm -mm. Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, those dots don't connect like that. Like, you kept her strong. While she was in prison, you just had a vision to reach out to her, and then y'all came home and did the work with the pastor to get to a place of healing. Like, I don't know, man. I wish y'all the best. Running those streets with cuts, though, you might have been dead too. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I'm sure him. I would have been there with him when he was killed because mm -hmm. he was killed. I think it was eight months after I was arrested. Well, well Santoya Brown Long, we appreciate you for joining us. Thank y'all, brother. I didn't catch your name because you just happened Jay, to like what's your name. Jay, I'm good. Jay, we appreciate <laughs> you for joining us as well. Thank you so it's much. It's not hard for y'all to listen to Total's music, though, is it? Nah, we we'll turn on right now. He's not yeah. better. Yeah, <laughs> hit is a hit. Sky, all right. <laughs> all right. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Money. Hey, money! Shout to Cardi B. Happy birthday to Cardi B. She was celebrating her birthday on an island somewhere. Her and Offset. I know where she was at because I've been there before. Okay. I can tell by the landmarks. There you go. Mm -hmm. All right, well, let's get to the rumors. Let's talk to the most beautiful thing in the world. Oh, Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The rumor report. Gossip. With Angela. Angela Yee. It's the rumor report. The Breakfast Club. Yeah, this was irritating yesterday. Y'all don't know Keith Murray? All right, fine. Go ahead. So, they, we hear you all head. I right. saw a lot of people talking about this, and they were discussing the world's most beautiful woman, according to science. There's a science equation that they do. It's called the golden ratio of beauty phi. Oh, boy. And they talk about who is the most beautiful woman in the world, according to this scientific equation. You already know what it is, because it was uh, whoever came closest to the ancient Greeks' idea of perfection, according to the Daily Mail. They're saying number one on the list is Bella Hadid, the model, and then number two is Beyonce, followed by actress Amber Heard, and then Ariana Grande, according to these ratios. And that's the uh, measure the elements of your face and all of that for your physical perfection. Gre Greeks used to learn from Egyptian teachers, so basically we taught them everything they know, so their idea of beauty is actually, actually black people. Now, the other people who are on this top ten list, definitely not black. That's uh, what I'm saying. So right. I, Taylor like, I Swift, I Kate Moss, that. Scarlett Johansson, Natalie Portman, uh, Katy Perry. All right, now let's discuss Wale. Mm. 
No, not Wale. I was oh, thinking okay. about that list. Hmm? I'm gonna keep my thoughts. Gonna say, I mean, I think that it's list, silly. That list is, is heavy on the mayonnaise. <laughs> I'm gonna say that. All right. And none of those women are my personal preference, but it don't matter. Not even I'm Beyonce. Well, Beyonce, Beyonce is a queen, though. You know what I'm saying? Okay, now let's talk about Wale. He did an interview with Elliot Wilson, and in that interview, uh, he discussed his daughter's mother and his feelings for her. Listen to this. I got one of the most beautiful, powerful, inspirational, dedicated baby mothers of yes. all time. Yes. Yes. Somewhere along the line, we lost our way as far as connecting as lovers. But I will always hold that woman down for the rest of my life until I got no one fucking breath in my life. As he should. All right, in addition to that, he discusses his new girlfriend because, you know, people were going in on him. They were saying he's dating a white girl and all kinds of stuff. And, uh, you know, people were wondering what does she do? And you know how people act like when a woman is dating a man who's successful, they don't act like that woman can have her own success. Well, listen to what he had to say about India Graham. You say that model chick. <laughs> By the grace of God, I don't ever want those words to leave your lips again like that because that ain't no model chick. That's a special human being that came out my life, taught me about affirmations, taught me how to love better, taught me how to be positive. All right. Uh, now, there's other rumors that Diddy and Lori Harvey have broken up. They've been saying this for quite some time. And you know what really sealed the deal? What's that? They unfollowed each other on social media. So now that is like oh, confirmation. That's solidified now, right? Like, that's what happens when you date a 22-year-old, okay? That's how you know y'all broke up. She unfollows you. Now you got to unfollow her back. And so it is what Boy, it is. that would make me feel stupid if I was Diddy. <laughs> if I was 50 years old and, and I'm caught up with some young girl and I'm unfollowing it, that, that, that news story is embarrassing, Diddy. If that news story don't make a man want to, you know, just level up in a different way mentally, something ain't right, yo. <laughs> I don't want my new, my name attached to nothing like that. I unfollowed. He might have to ask his son, like, she unfollowed me. What should I do? She Diddy me. probably had to ask, him, ask his son how to unfollow somebody. <laughs> I'm sure Diddy know I don't. I don't like, well, I'm sitting there thinking, do I know how to unfollow you? Yes, you do. Let me All see, right, let me now. Try. Let me unfollow one of y'all. Here's an exclusive <laughs> from the Jasmine brand. Kelly Rowland wants to get her own talk show. I think that makes sense. Mm -hmm. She's been testing the market with her new social media series, Coffee with Kelly, and she's already met with networks to discuss the opportunity for a show. So she already has other things she's been involved with. As you know, she's been judges on TV shows and uh, produced stuff. So I think that's a natural next uh, I'm not step mad at that. Salute to Kelly Rowe. Mm -hmm. All you got to do is click following and it gives you the option. Uh, duh. So you think you just revealed something to people? I'm just asking. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, Trevor Noah, he's weighing in on this whole Gina Rodriguez controversy with her saying the N-word. If you guys remember, she was singing along to a Fuji song and has since apologized for using that word. I just wanted to reach out and apologize. I am sorry. I am sorry if I offended anyone by singing along to the Fugees, to a song I love that I grew up on. I love Lauryn Hill. And um, I really am sorry if I offended you. Well, Trevor Noah is offering a solution on how rappers can actually help people stop saying the N-word. I think rappers could help prevent these incidents from happening in the first place. Because right? think about it. Rappers already make songs that are safe for radio. I think now they need to make versions of their songs that are safe for non-black people. Yeah, they can just like replace the N-word with something safe, like, like my friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, just change it. It's just like, and if you don't know, now you know, my friends. 
I agree with Trevor. Rappers have the power to change narratives, and we've been trying to make a, a negative a positive for too long with the N-word. Like, there's so many other high-frequency words you can use. And also, if you don't want me to sing your music because it has the N-word in it, maybe I shouldn't buy your music because it has the N-word in it, because clearly this isn't for me. How do you feel when people replace it with ninja? Does that still sound weird? I don't want to offend I've heard ninjas. people do that. <laughs> they want to offend ninjas. I don't want to Yo, offend ninja. I don't want to offend the ninja community. <laughs> All right, and shout out to Tiana Taylor. According to her Twitter, she has plans to put out a new album. People were asking, where is her album? When is it coming out? And she said the album will be dropping December 6th, and it also has a collaboration with Kalani on that as well. Hey, who made that list with all them white women and Beyonce on there and said it was the that's, most beautiful list? That's still on your mind? That's yes. according to the Daily Mail, and it was some scientific equation that they came Listen, up with. Listen, beauty is an eye of a beholder. I just wanted the Daily Mail to know that list is trash, and that list is trash because there's not enough black women on there. I'm sure everybody knows that list is That's, very... That list is garbage. Definitely trash. I went back and looked at it. That list is garbage. But shout out to all the beautiful women, all these women. No, are. ain't no black women on that list. Well, I don't Beyonce's mean... Beyonce's I mean, in Beyonce, general, to all of the beautiful women who listen to our show, y'all are amazing. What they got to do with this list? Don't worry, about, don't worry about a list. Yeah, the list is trash. All right, I'm Who Angela Yee, and that's your rumor report. All right, and don't forget we do Ask Yee next hour, so if you want to get on the phone lines, 800-585-1051 if you got questions for Yee. But up next, Charlamagne. Yes. Who are you giving that donkey to? Uh, donkey of the day is going to a young woman in Connecticut who was hungry, uh, but I think she snacked on the wrong thing. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey. It's time for Donkey of the Day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey in the day? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. The Breakfast Club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes, donkey of the day for Thursday, October 17th goes to a Connecticut woman named Anna Lindo. Now, Anna was arrested after attacking her ex-boyfriend with a brick. Yes, a brick. Mm-hmm. Just like Craig did Debo and Friday. Now, the reason she attacked her ex with a brick is because her ex Bay has moved on, all right? And he is married to another woman now. Uh, Anna allegedly has been stalking her ex-boyfriend and his new wife. So her ex-boyfriend was minding his business, walking to a spot called the Jam Rock Restaurant in Connecticut to get a bite to eat. Keyword is bite. Now, Anna pulled up on him and started blowing the horn, all right? When he turned around, he saw Anna approaching him with a brick. Yeah, she pulled up on him with a brick, and the two got to struggling for control of the brick, as they should have, okay? I don't want to hear anyone out there talking about this is domestic violence on the guy's part. I don't want to hear a man shouldn't put his hand on a woman when a woman, or anyone for that matter, is attacking you with a weapon. The first law of nature is self-preservation, and that's what this man was doing. He was protecting himself and trying to get the brick away. Well, he didn't protect himself well enough. Because according to Lieutenant Paul Cicero, her ex, uh, her ex Bay had her in a reverse bear hug, like like back to chest, because he was trying to restrain her. And then homie's wife came on the scene, and that's when Anna took off running because she knew it was about to get real. Her ex man can't put hands on her, but his current wife can. That's why you never send a man to do a woman's job. Okay. Well, when Anna saw the wife coming, she bounced. All right. But this poor victim. Oh, man, she just assaulted her ex-boyfriend. He felt a pain in his right hand. See, in the process of all that tussling and struggling, Anna must have worked up an appetite, and she must have thought about that meal she wasn't getting at the Jam Rock restaurant because he was, he was going there without her because, uh, you're not his wife anymore. So she decided to bite the tip of this man's finger off. What? Yes, yeah, she bit the tip of this man's finger off. 
She really took calling this man a whole snack to another level. Can you imagine being in a struggle and then looking down and realizing that you got a piece of your body missing? Mm -mm. Now, what did Anna Lindo do after she removed her ex's fingertip with her teeth? What do you think she did? It's 2019. What do you think she did? If you guessed, took it to social media, oh, then you are correct, all right? There is, uh, uh, was a picture on her Facebook page of her holding up his fingertip on social media. Oh, um, my goodness. Now, police retrieved the victim's fingertip after Anna's own mother called police and reported that she found it inside her daughter's car on the dashboard. The fingertip was then rushed to the St. Francis Hospital and Medical Center where the victim was receiving treatment, but they were not able to reattach, reattach the fingertip, okay? Now, I feel this fingertip needs a short film, okay? I need to know what happened to the fingertip after it was removed from its owner, okay? What did she do with this fingertip before she posted it on Facebook? Did she use it to pick her own nose? Did she use it to give herself a little clitoral stimulation? Mm. How did the fingertip just end up on the dashboard? If that's your new dashboard dashboard ornament, that's a weird flex, Anna, but okay. All right, now, Anna Lindo was arrested and refused to be interviewed by authorities, and she was given a $75,000 bail. Uh, I think it's time, before we give out this hee-haw, to play a game of Guess What Race It Is! Now, all right, uh, I didn't show the picture on Revolt because I didn't want to give away what race it is, but Anna Lindo pulled up on her ex-bay with a brick, bit his fingertip off, put it on Facebook, and then used it as a dashboard ornament. Angela Yee, Guess What Race She Is! I'm going to say Hispanic. Ooh, that's a good one. Why? Her last name is Anna Lindo. Mm. Her whole then, name is Anna Lindo. Yeah, I said Lindo. But also, she sounds very passionate. Mm. And, you know. Okay. That's a good, that's a good guess. Mm. Angelique says Hispanic. Uh, DJ Envy with his new wig. DJ Envy says. I don't have a wig. That's definitely Wait, a wig. There's no way your hair grew that much overnight. Your hair was not like that, that yesterday. You know, we, uh, ye, we'll get to that at a later time. I've been watching him all week. Yesterday, your hair was not like that. And I've been seeing all these man weeds that they glue on. No, you got to touch that. I'm excited. I don't want to touch it. We'll get to him at a later time. I was on him yesterday behind the scenes, but this is ridiculous. Boy, you look stupid. Touch my hair. Boy, you look stupid. No, I'm not touching that. I don't know what material that is. It might give me a rash. Touch my no, hair. Your hair was not that's like not that. That's not yours. You're not going to convince me that's, that's yours. I'm not grow. stupid. That's right. going to let my hair grow. Wait, anyway. why are there stitches in the back of your There's head? There's no stitches. Okay. Stop gonna, it. We, People we, will we, believe you. I've been watching them all week. Look. We won't get to that. When did this happen? No, anyway. It did. I'm letting my hair grow. Okay. Envy. Anna Lindo pulled up on her ex-bay with a brick, bit his fingertip off, put it on Facebook, and then used it as a dashboard ornament. Guess what race she is? White. All right. Uh, I'm sorry to report that both Angela Yee and DJ Envy are absolutely wrong this morning. No way. What is she? Oh, she's black. Put her picture up on her phone. She's black. Damn, damn, damn. She could be white. No, that's black. <laughs> she okay. might have one thirty second no, white. That's black white. She <laughs> might could put that on no, her. No, she's a sister. Sorry to report this morning. Actually, that damn, damn, damn thing is very appropriate because she looks just like Florida Evans. Damn, damn, damn. <laughs> I would have never guessed that because you said her mom told on her. I'm like, no black mom's going to tell on her, her daughter. So I was definitely like, definitely telling on your daughter if you find a fingertip on her dashboard. 
Okay. I'm upset with myself for not getting that. You should be upset at I'm yourself just trying for walking to make around sure that, that goddamn wig. There's no wig on my hair. I let yeah, y'all right. touch it. Pull it. It's uh, not a wig. I'm letting my hair grow. My hair can grow. There's no way between yesterday and today. And I'm glad you Like when I get braids in, and that's not my real hair. He touched it yesterday. You have a man wig. I was clowning you yesterday because I told you I can't believe you got that fake stuff on your head. There's no fake stuff in my head. Touch it. It's not fake. Boy, Look, you can still see my little, my little, where I got my... If you don't stop right now. Touch it. Look, I want you to touch it. Come touch it. Pause. Y'all really believe that's DJ Envy's hair? Yes. That's a 47-year-old man who didn't have no hairline three years ago. (laughs) And now all of a sudden he got a... I'm letting my hair grow. All right. Okay. My hair can grow. Yes, sir. All right, forget y'all. I'm taking my That's my... that new stuff they've been doing with men where they mm-hmm. actually glue down. I no, hope you no, kept the receipt because it don't it's even look real. Pull, pull, pull it. Pull uh, it. I want you to pull it. Pull it. Is, is that a. That, that's it. What is, I got hair in my hand. See? No, I don't know, know who you're trying to. I don't know who you're trying okay. to. Fool. We're going to do some before and after. I'm, let my I'm getting it ready right this now. This is horrible. I can't believe you. Oh, yes, please give Anna Lindo the sweet sounds of the Hamiltons. Envy got me so distracted. That's my hair. Of the day, you are the donkey of the day. For the record, I said it to you yesterday behind the scenes. Behind the scenes, I said you, you're going to really walk around with that on your head and make people try to make people believe it's natural. It's not. It's my hair. I touch right. it. It's my okay. hair. You can brush it. It's my uh, hair. I found a place I'm letting my hair grow. I haven't uh, cut my hair in four weeks. All right. Everybody, you know what? Everybody just act like we didn't see This is four weeks, three weeks. Mm-hmm. I haven't let my hair grow. All right, so this hair loss recovery program works. It, it, you know what? Forget it. Ask is next. 800-585-1051. We might want to do a little ask Emmy for everybody that want to grow their hair. You guys are jealous. I'm letting He's my hair be grow. Doing, I guarantee he'll be doing a hair wig endorsement in about a week. <laughs> I won't. I'm letting guarantee. my hair. My son asked me. He was like, Thank Dad, you to HairVivi.com. And I was like, yes, I can. I can't All you have to hair. do is go to HairVivi.com oh and you too can get Envy. This is, look, pull. That's a wig. Not a damn wig. It's a lace front. Right. You know what? People are gonna think it because y'all saying it anyway. Up next is Asia. You could call up if you want. Bye. It's the Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. It's time for Ask Yee. What line you wanna go to, Yee? Let's do line two. Hello. Who's this? Hi. Um. I had called in just on the simple fact that I was listening to the interview that you had with the young lady Centoya about Brown. trafficking. Mm-hmm. Yes, and what she went through. And um, I, too, am a victim of sex trafficking. I was involved in it when I was about 17, 18. Mm-hmm. And I was involved with it for about two and a half, three years. And I just want to let her know that she has, you know, really touched some personal experiences with me. And um, I'm 31 now, and I have a child, and I have a happy life. And I just want women out there to know that if you are still going through it or if you have gone through it, you can overcome it, and you can become a, 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 a woman and feel like a woman again. And there are good men out there still who will love you for you and not judge you for what you've been through and I still have difficult days where I think about the things that I've been through and the things that happened to me but you know I don't usually listen to the radios in the morning Mm -hmm. but for some reason I did this morning and I heard what she said and I just wanted to call and just let her know that you know she's given me inspiration and I just 
I felt empowered to call and just let her know that. That's great. And I'm glad that you called up this morning to share that. If there's anybody who's listening, you know, and I know this is ASCII, but I think that's important for you to share your own story and to let people know how inspired you felt. And yes, I'm just glad that you called to to let us know that and to let us know how uh, this is, has helped you to open up about you know, your experience. I, I know that the, the guy that had trafficked me is currently serving time in prison now. Mm-hmm. He has been caught and he will be there for a very, very long time. Good. And it is hard. It is very hard to overcome things like that. And you, as a woman, you feel degraded. You feel disgusting. You mm-hmm. feel gross. You know, she said something about they pry on vulnerable women, and that's true because I was young at the time. Um, I've been on my own since I was 14 years old. Right. I come from um, a family where I was molested as a child by my own father. You right. know, so it going through the things that I went through as a child, there were times where I felt like that was all I was put on this earth for. Right. Um, you know, and it is just... It is really hard, you know. I'm in the process of writing a book about my experience. Um, like I said, I I want to fully come out and let women know, be, you know, that no matter what you've gone through, whether it's something like that or whether it's something even worse, you don't have to let that be who you are for the rest of your life. Right, it does not you define can't. you. And we're so glad to hear that you overcame that. We can't wait to hear about your book. And thank you so much for inspiring other people, hopefully, to want to come forward, tell their stories, or to understand that they didn't do anything wrong and that they were indeed victims for men who were sexual predators, who were disgusting human beings. So we and appreciate that's exactly you. what you feel like for a long time. You feel like, well, I must have did something wrong or it's my fault and... It's not your fault. You know, when you are going through terrible things and at home or just in, in general, you know, we as women, we long for love and affection. And when you don't get that at home, sometimes you go and you find it, but it's not the right love and affection that you need. And, you know, I, I just, like you said, I just want other women to know if you're going through it or if you've gone through it, Please know that you can overcome it. It may take time. Yes. You know, it's not going to happen overnight, but you can get through it. And, you know, like I said, I have a happy relationship. I've been with my husband for nine years. I have a five-year-old son. And, you we, know, and we can hear him in the background. <laughs> yes, that is him. <laughs> well, thank you so He's much not- for, for sharing with us this morning. We love you and we appreciate you. Thank you. Well, I I think you guys are doing a great thing, and I I just, please let her know that she is just, she inspired me, so I know that if she inspired me, hopefully she, you know, she inspires other women, too, and I I just had to call and and let you guys know that. All right, well, thank you, and don't don't hesitate to hit us up at breakfastclubam at gmail when you have that book ready. I, I will. Thank you so much. Y'all have a great day. You too. All right. Ask Ye, 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice, hit Ye now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Ye, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're in the middle of Ask Ye. Hello. Who's this? Hey, good morning. How you doing? This is... I'm doing great. Hey, what's your question <laughs> for Ye? Um, not really a question, but um, I am a single female from Brooklyn. I- and okay. I was wondering 
if um you had any advice for me as to like trying to do bigger things as far as like get get in a good relationship with a guy that has some coins, some good coins on him. So you just want to get with a guy with some money? Yeah, I do. Cause I'm a single female from Brooklyn. I look okay. <laughs> And I got a good job, but I just can't seem to stick with somebody that's like, you know. That's you know, they have whole websites for that. I knew you were going to say that. I you know they do. If that's really, because here's the problem, right? If that's what you want and you know what it is right now, I, also, I just want to point out that, first of all, you can get very fooled by people out here, okay, who you think okay. have it like that and they really don't. Why don't you go to Christian Mingle? Find somebody that's really into you. But anyway, no, I don't do they that. have all kind of sugar. You want to be a sugar baby? Something like that. I'm only 31. <laughs> all right, so you looking for a sugar daddy. So forget love. You just all about your bread, huh? You have to be because, you know... No, you, you wanna don't. You want to make sure that you secure the bag first. I mean, love is love, but you got to secure the bag first. Find love first. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is asking you. No, no, no. It's not about that anymore. <laughs> so what's a lot of money to you? Well, I don't make a lot. I mean, I'm decent. Uh, 80000 a year. That's not a lot, but... um. That's good. I mean, I want somebody that's at least a hundred and fifty to two. All right, Something so like that. somebody that can help me get on my feet as much as I need to be. Do you care what he looks like or his personality or? Um, personality, personality definitely has to shine. Um, How much you make, Steve? Look, not so crazy. I don't want you to be like OD fat or anything like that. Like I'm not. Well, yeah, Steve is here. What about a white guy? Oh, no, nah, I work with them all day. I'm good on that. Good. <laughs> Sorry, Steve. <laughs> Don't worry. Look, I'm not going to tell her not to go after what it is that she wants to go after. They have mixers and everything in New York since you in Brooklyn for sugar babies and sugar daddies to meet each other. You know, but uh, like I said, they have all these websites. They have sugarbabies.co uh, and all of that. So if that's really what you're looking for, then... I think, you know, you got to, I think the websites might be the best way to go. And, and even they have uh, matchmaking services, but you have to pay for that. What about Latino? So if you want to go on a matchmaking service, they'll well, actually vet. Not, I never had one before. They'll actually Sorry, vet these people out for you to make sure that it is what they say it is. What about Latino? Uh, is he cute? Is he cute? He ain't got some muscles, sure or not? Yeah, yeah, he kind of cute. He ain't got no muscles, though. He got a beard. Well, does he? Do you make over 200,000 nah, nah, dramas? Nah, nah, nah. He got to work out. He she don't even make over 200,000. What's she asking? How much other people? What, are you trying Ooh. to be a sugar baby? But, but you know what? You could check when the draft comes in town, you know, when the NBA players or Major That's League terrible, Baseball. That's terrible. Don't do that. Or NFL, when they come in town, you start looking for them. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. Listen, oh y'all are crazy. Thank you so much. Oh, we crazy. <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, I get crazy, crazy too. Um, listen, I go to the juice bar sometimes, Angela. You, so I pass by there a lot. Oh, they, we have some guys in there that make some money. And look, I want to also advise that you read my girl Passport Cuddy's book. The M and Man is for money. Okay, M and Man is for money. Yes, that's actually if you follow Passport Cuddy, she talks about that all the time yeah. about finding guys that. Yes, the M and Man is for money. So I know I'm not on it like that, but there's people who are, and there's some guys that love to trick on women. So y'all would be a match yeah, made in heaven. Got you. Thank you so much. All right. Good luck, girl. Come by the juice yeah, bar. If, say, okay. if it works out, you know, give me a commission. 
right. You guys have a good day. Bye. You too, now. <laughs> All right. Ask Yee. 800-585-1051. If you need relationship advice or any type of advice, call Yee. Now, we got rumors on the way? Well, yes. We are going to shout out Nicki Minaj because, you know, her Fendi Prince on collection dropped yesterday. But in addition to that, the internet was going crazy about a potential collaboration that Nicki Minaj might be doing. Uh, we'll give you an update on whether or not that was just a joke. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On The Breakfast Club. So listen up. So, Nicki Minaj did an interview with Entertainment Tonight. And by the way, shout out to her for her new Fendi Prince online that is available now. Mm-hmm. And she was talking about Adele. All right, so listen to this. Is there an Adele Nicki something could be in the works? Would you do it if she asked? Yes and yes, yes and yes. Woo-hoo! But Adele made me swear to secrecy that I'm not allowed to tell anyone that I'm working with her and we already shot a video and it's an epic song. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently she was just joking around. She said, oh my God, guys, I thought everyone could clearly see I was being sarcastic-ish. Now I have to go to Adele's studio and steal some files. Who's in the UK? I got a job for you. So maybe it is going to actually happen now, a collaboration with Nicki Minaj and Adele. Would you be here for that? Yeah, why not? Yeah, uh, I'm not interested. I'm not gonna say. Right, sound dope. I mean, I'm not going. I'm not. I'm not against it, but I'm not going to act like. Um, I think that I like excited. when people venture outside of you know uh, their comfort zone. I don't think that's outside of either one of their comfort zones. I think that Nikki has shown that she can damn near do any genre of music she chooses to. Yeah, but um, I would have never thought to myself, oh, Nicki Minaj and Adele are doing a song together. So I like that when people are. I didn't even know if they know each other. So mm. yeah. I think that could be cool. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's talk about Jonah Hill. He was supposed to be playing the villain in the upcoming Matt Reeves-directed film, The Batman, but now they're reporting that the talks have broken down and he's not going to do it anymore. So we told you already, Zoe Kravitz is joining the cast and she'll be playing the role of Selena Kyle, a.k.a. Catwoman, but now it looks like um, it's just not happening for Jonah Hill. That's probably very time-consuming, and that's a lot of pressure, man, because them, them superhero movies, especially a movie like that, they be under so much scrutiny. Nobody got that, got that time for that kind of stress, man. Well, they've been talking about Seth Rogen playing the Penguin. Oh, God. <laughs> Who said, oh, God? What's wrong with that? I don't know if y'all saw this, right? And this is just a sidebar, but there was a, a kid who had a fake ID, 20 years old, and mm-hmm. the ID name was McLovin. So when the cop came up to him in the bar, he had a drink in his hand, and his ID said McLovin. And so I just thought that was pretty funny. If you've seen Superbad, then yeah. you understand that reference. Yeah. That was his fake ID, McLovin. Mm-hmm. All right, now let's discuss Dave East. You heard the story about him having an issue with the threesome in Vegas. Uh, and he actually sat down and did an interview. My girl L'Oreal's on this one. And he talked about what really happened with this threesome gone wrong. Two of the chicks went to go. They was like, yo, can you use the bathroom? They went to use the bathroom. Yeah, go ahead, use the bathroom. But my jewelry was in there. I forgot when I first came in the room. I put all my jewelry next to my bed on a little dresser. Shorty was trying to on this guy. My daughter and this was on. So I'm like, what are you, I'm like, what are you doing? I don't know you. Like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, no. And then her friend called her attitude. Nobody trying to steal nothing from there. I said, first of all, I didn't say I was trying to steal. Why you say that? Matter of fact, y'all get your Get out. Shorty threw three bottles at me. Cut my arm, my leg, all that. Got the phone on the speaker phone, cops in, all that. I'm screaming, get the out, all that. So to the cops, it sounded like a upstairs. So, yeah, I guess he felt like they were trying to steal his jewelry. They were playing with his stuff, you know, that was in the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if they were trying to take his stuff, but you can't just go trying on people's jewelry. Hey, my brothers, man, find you one 
woman and settle down and build. All right? It's too dangerous out here in the streets messing around with all these random chicks. You don't know who's who. You don't know what their motives are. You don't know what their intentions are. I think Davies is enjoying his celebrity right now. But that, that celebrity can cost you. He's a young brother. It don't yeah. matter. That celebrity can cost you. And he was you. in a relationship before this, so Listen, maybe man. now he's just like, I want to have some fun. You got to be smart. Single. You got to be smart. You know what I'm saying? Learn from the mistakes of other people, man. The faster and sooner you can find one woman to be with and settle down, the better. But you have to go through some stuff too. You Let do, him go through what he's got to go through. If that's you got to fix up sometimes too. Why? Listen, if Envy, how long have you been married? Eighteen years, brother. I've been with my wife twenty three years. Smart people learn from their own mistakes. Wise people learn from the mistakes of others. What's yeah, wrong, with, what's wrong with giving the man advice? Why are we why why are we arguing against somebody finding I'm not one arguing, but I'm not down. I'm not arguing, but if he hasn't found somebody that he wants to settle down with, you can't force him to do I that. I said brothers, <laughs> the the best piece of advice I can give you is to find one woman and settle down. I don't see what's wrong with that. All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now when we come back. We got a brand new record from Jada Kiss. It's called Me. It's released tomorrow. Uh, they told me this is the uh, last record that Kiss and Ice Pick, which was his manager and friend, did together. God so, bless Ice Pick. Yes, absolutely. So um, we'll get that on next and revolt. We'll see you tomorrow. It's the Breakfast Club. Mix is up next. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, shout to Centoya Brown for joining us this morning. Yes, I really, when I first saw her and she walked in, I was like, I just got to give her a hug. Man, everything that she's been through. Absolutely. I mean, what what a story. And the fact that she's pushing and doing God's work right now, trying to in, in that's, encourage that's the most, these young uh, women. That's the most. And help these young women. That's what I took from it. I mean, you could really see God moving in both their lives. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? I mean, the fact that that young brother had a just a, a feeling to reach out to her, mm -hmm. and he did, and they've been together for three years while she was in jail, I don't know. I just, I just see God moving through them. Absolutely. Definitely, you can see the full interview on our YouTube page. So definitely check that out. And when we come back, we got the positive note, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. And Charlamagne, you got a positive note for the people? Yes, sir. Hey, first I want to tell everybody I'm gonna be at South Carolina State this weekend, but um, I'm gonna uh, be there too. Yeah, you're gonna be there too. On Monday, I'm going to be in at uh, Winthrop University in Rock Hill, South Carolina, mm -hmm. with Marianne Williamson and Michelle Williams. We're having a whole conversation about uh, mental health. You know, I keep telling everyone the way to eradicate the stigma around mental health is to tell our story. And that's what the event is called, uh, Tell Your Story. And it's free to get in, free food, free conversation. So I'll see you at Winthrop University from 2 to 4 p.m. on, um, what is that, the 28th? Mm -hmm. Yes, October 28th. <laughs> so you're not coming to work from Monday? We're going to broadcast something out there. That's 10 days from now. Oh. <laughs> but this weekend, I'm kicking off my lip service tour in Philly, so I'm excited for that on Sunday and then Monday in New York City. And then the whole tour starts the week after that. So I'm really hyped for us to, for the first time ever, take lip service on the road. And I can now say that in Philly, we did confirm Partisan Fontaine to be on Lip Service Live with the ladies. So if you're going to come out to the show in Philly, shout out to everybody that's going to be participating. TJ Adams, DJ Diamond Cuts, uh, Young Chris. And also DJ A Boogie is going to be the DJ for that show. Okay. All right. Well, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Yes, sir. Uh, change your perceptions and your emotions will follow.